It's out with the old and in with the new. Goodbye, clouds of gray. Hello, skies of blue. A new season's here of this podcast I do. Welcome back to Thoughts Aloud Season 2. Kofi, that ain't the theme song. You know what to do. Fine, fine. (laughs) I type out my thoughts, then I say them aloud. To whom? Who knows? Who cares? Me so. Am I going to say them anyway? Hell yeah. Enjoy. Well, well, we meet again. How long has it been since I've been on the mic? I would say just about a month. Last time we spoke, we were in the holiday season, wrapping up 2020 and looking forward to hopefully a somewhat normal new year. Well, we all know how that turned out. (laughs) But nevertheless, we carry on and keep going one day at a time. In my time away, I've had time to rest and recharge and also plan for a bigger and better thoughts aloud. So here we are. You're in for more stories of my life, good and bad, TV shows and movie recommendations, hopefully some guest appearances, and, well, let me not give away everything. (laughs) With that being said, let's get started. For the past couple of years, we've seen the rise, or at least the capturing, of Karen-like behavior on social media and news outlets. Karen's usually being, though not limited to, Middle-aged white women not minding their business, touting their privilege, and overall just being annoying. Wikipedia defines a Karen as a pejorative term for women seeming to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is normal. The term also refers to means depicting white women who use their privilege to demand their own way. Now, in conversation with a friend this past week, I recalled a time where I had a customer service mishap at Chick-fil-A. And now, looking back on the situation, I wonder if I, Kofi, your humble host, was being a Karen. You'll have to tell me. So this is what happened. It was a cold, dark night. No, I'm just just kidding. Okay, so pretty much, I went to my local Chick-fil-A, five minutes from my family home, and I was planning on getting my usual order, two spicy chicken sandwiches and a medium fries, no drink. But this time, I thought I'd treat myself to a little something extra, so I decided to add bacon to the sandwiches at $1.50 each. A grand total of three extra dollars. Anyways, I get my order. Customer service nice as ever. You know how Chick-fil-A does. Side note, another time I went to Chick-fil-A and I did the car carryout service where they bring the food to your car. When I tell you it was pouring rain, a whole monsoon, my lazy ass felt so bad for making these workers service me in these conditions, but I did not want to leave my car. Anyways, the employee, a black queen in her rain poncho after searching tirelessly for my car because I wasn't parked in the right spot, my bad, finally found me. And the first thing she did was apologize for having trouble finding me. Ma'am, I'm sorry. <laughs> I asked, didn't follow instructions, and here you are about to get pneumonia to deliver me my chicken. Anyways, I digress. Just a testament to Chick-fil-A's customer service we all know and love. Okay, back to the main story. Okay, so I got my order with the added bacon for three extra dollars, and I went on my merry way back home. I get home, I get settled, and I am ready to grub. Now, anyone who's ever spent money on food only to have it be underwhelming or not what you ordered can hopefully relate. I unwrap my sandwich and I don't see any bacon sticking out. Now I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Baby's just tucked underneath the burner chicken. So I dissect the sandwich. And when I tell you not a shrimp, sliver, or a piece of piggy is in either sandwich, <sighs> I wasn't mad, but I sure as hell wasn't enthused as I usually am to eat. <laughs> Regardless, my fat ass proceeded to eat the food begrudgingly, knowing that three extra dollars was lost to the wind. I finished my food and found the receipt. And long behold, they had one of those fill out a customer survey links at the bottom. Now, this is where I'm perplexed as if I exhibited caring behavior. You'll have to let me know. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I filled out the survey and in the comment box, this is what I wrote. Hello. I ordered a spicy chicken sandwich with added bacon, all caps, for an extra $3. To my surprise, when I got home and opened up this, my sandwich, there was no bacon, even though the sandwich label said bacon on it. I opened up the sandwich to find chicken, cheese, and your famous pickles, but no bacon. I could have lived without the bacon if I hadn't paid for it, but the fact I paid extra and did not receive what I paid for has made me start to question my sanity in this crazy, crazy world. Please write this wrong and give me some peace of mind. Now, <laughs> now just reading this back, I know I went a little bit overboard, okay? Okay, maybe a lot. But in the heat of the moment, my frustration and disappointment did all the typing. And as a creative, you know, I can be a bit dramatic at times. I'll admit that. My sanity was not in question, but I had to drive the point home, you know. I also figured no one was going to read this, let alone reply, so why not do the most? Now, not even a day later, I got an email from Albert at the Chick-fil-A corporate office. And this is what it said. Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not what it said. It said... And I quote, Dear Kofi, thanks for reaching out to Chick-fil-A. We apologize that the customer service encountered during your recent visit was not up to our normal quality standards, etc., etc. As Chick-fil-A locations are independently owned and operated, your comments are being forwarded to the leadership team at the blank location restaurant so they are aware of your feedback. By doing so, it ensures your dissatisfaction is shared and can be addressed where your experience took place. Again, thank you for contacting us. Sincerely, Albert. Wait a minute! Now, we did not have to get corporate involved. I didn't have to go this far. I was just upset about my bacon. But the die had already been cast. There was no turning back. The following day, like clockwork, I got another email from my restaurant location, the scene of the crime, <laughs> from Dominic. And this is what it said. You lying ass, snitching ass, bitch ass hoe. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not what it said. Okay. It said, <laughs> Hello, Kofi. My name is Dominic, and I am the hospitality manager at the blank location. I am reaching out to you to apologize on behalf of me and the blank team for your recent experience at our location. We care and we appreciate your feedback as it will help us to reach our goal of best in class guest experience. We pride ourselves in being one of the most accurate Chick-fil-A's in the area, so I'm a little disappointed that this happened to you. To accommodate your inconvenience, we've refunded the cost of your order and we've sent you a free sandwich reward to your app. I unfortunately cannot send you a sandwich with bacon on it, but if you return to the X location, you can just ask for a manager and tell them who you are. The manager can then put the extra bacon on for you. Let me know if that works for you. Again, I apologize for everything, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Sincerely, Dom. <sighs> Y'all, I'm so embarrassed. Well, I was so embarrassed.
<laughs> I'm a little embarrassed telling this story because this is not my character. <laughs> they most definitely put me on the troublesome customer list. I did not need the refund, okay? But I did appreciate the free sandwich because free food never hurt no one. But from a feedback survey to corporate to now being on the proceed with caution list at my local Chick-fil-A. To wrap this story up, after I let some time pass, I meekly moseyed my way over to Chick-fil-A in disguise. <laughs> and I don't know if this was just my perception or not, but when I said my name for the order, the cashier's facial expression kind of went from normal to, I heard about you, but let me smile. I explained the situation. The manager discounted the bacon, apologized, and gave me a free cookie as well. And I left with what felt like eyes on my back saying, and bitch, don't come back. <laughs> And I never did. And that is why I fled the state of Maryland and moved to New York. No, I'm just kidding. I was in there the following week waving to the manager since we were now on a first name basis. Whether that's a good thing or not, you guys will have to tell me. <laughs> okay, retelling this story was somewhat therapeutic for me, but also comical because I really did the most. Did this story give you Karen vibes or just a man writing a customer service wrong? Now, I'll stand in my truth. I will. I will stand in my truth and say this isn't my only story of Karen-like behavior. There, I said it. I said it. It has happened at Nando's, which I was going to share, but I don't want to keep you all for too long. AT&T, my dental insurance, but they did need a good talking to because they were playing games. But just they happened there too, just to name a few. But wait, before you cancel me, some of these happened a few years ago, some a little more recent, but trust me when I say I am a changed man, I am reformed, I am delivered, I am all the things, I am not my past, I am uh, working on my present, and I'm looking to the future, okay? So that is my Karen story. Let me know if I'm a Karen, or if I was a Karen, if I should retroactively go back and apologize for doing the most, just let me know. I'm perplexed. But I had to put it out there so we can move forward. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Oh my lord, have I waited for this day. <laughs> if you know what interview that's from, you know. <laughs> now, this past weekend, acclaimed talk show host and former radio personality, Wendy Williams, aired her Lifetime movie and documentary detailing all things her life, from her childhood upbringing to her start and rise in radio to her transition to what is now her highly rated and successful morning talk show. Along the way, Wendy dealt with a range of things, including bulimia, sexual assault, miscarriages, drug use, job firings, infidelity, mm -hmm, marriage trouble, mm -hmm, and a whole lot more. <laughs> And Wendy put it all on display for us to see, and that is why I've always respected her. She speaks her mind, unabashedly, yes, and yes, about other people most of the time, but that's where the money resides, <laughs> but also about herself and her own life. Though I don't agree with everything she says, her stage presence, personality, comedic wit, and sharp tongue are all things that are entertaining to watch and serve as a testament to how, when you truly are yourself in any space you enter, the only opinion that will matter is yours. And on a side note, for a Lifetime movie, which I don't usually have high expectations for, the acting, the casting, and the overall narrative was well done. Followed by the documentary done in Wendy fashion, if you know what I mean. So I'm excited to see what she has in store for us next. But I think Wendy is always 
going to say it like she means it. And for that, I appreciate her. And of course, it starts with the host. I no longer care about people laughing at me or laughing with me. I'm just out there having the time of my life. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter whether a dress makes me look fat. If there's lipstick on my teeth, you know I rub. Yes. If my wig feels crooked, you know what? I will tweak it. Uh, you know, I. the secret to the show's success, I believe, is authenticity. And the authentic me is messy Wendy from Jersey. But messy is good. Two movies I want to talk about this week, both featuring a predominantly black cast, which is amazing. Black History Month. <laughs> so the first movie is One Night in Miami, which has been on my list to watch for a while now. And for a few reasons. Um, first, it is the Regina King's directorial debut. So that alone piques my interest. But also the movie's plot, the blackity black cast and the Oscar buzz currently surrounding the film. But speaking of the plot, the movie depicts the fictional account of One Night in Miami, <laughs> where historical icons in their own right, Muhammad Ali, then known as Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gather in a hotel room to discuss their roles in the civil rights movement and the cultural ties of the 60s. Now, at first that may not seem too captivating, or it may sound like something you've heard and seen all before, but when I tell you this movie had me from start to finish, before I knew it, the two-hour movie was over and I was left sitting there with only my thoughts but also eager to do more research into these four men. The intellectual conversations they had surrounding race, colorism, activism, religion, and more, all were articulated and told so well through the screenwriting and King's directing, I couldn't help but side with Malcolm X's argument for one moment, only to switch over to Sam Cooke's side in another. And by the end, I was left somewhere in the middle. But where does being in the middle get you in the 60s when racial tensions are high? I only had myself to look to to answer that question, and I still came up short. I'll be thinking about this movie for a while, and it's definitely going to be on my favorites list. I highly, highly recommend One Night in Miami, and you can find it on Amazon Prime Video. If you have two-day shipping for Prime, you have Amazon Prime Video, so check it out. <laughs> the other movie I want to talk about briefly was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now, watching this movie was a no-brainer. It features the Viola Davis portraying blues singer Ma Rainey and sadly, the late Chadwick Boseman in his final on-screen performance as an eager and passionate trumpet player. Based on the August Wilson play, the movie follows the tension-filled studio recording session of Ma Rainey's album in Chicago of 1927. Again, another display of Black talent excelling in their craft. The acting was top-notch. At first, I didn't fully understand Ma Rainey and what some would say was uncooperative diva behavior, but when explained from her point of view, it made perfect sense. And sadly, is something I can imagine still happens today when it comes to artists of color and their respective industries. Here's a small clip of Viola Davis as Ma Rainey. They don't care nothing about me. All they want is my voice. And they're going to treat me the way I want to be treated, no matter how much it hurt them. Soon as they get my voice down on one of them recording machines, they ain't got no use for me then. I know what I'm talking about. You watch. We're watching, Ma. We're watching. 
Now, the ending took me by surprise, and in a moment where I had briefly looked away, it brought me all of the way back in and had me till the end. You can find Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. Do yourself a favor and check it out. So, actress, model, and overall legend Cicely Tyson passed away late last week at the age of 96. I personally knew her most from her work on the movie The Help and TV show How to Get Away with Murder, but I know her work and influence spans decades long before I was even born. But still, her impact, presence, and creative spirit still touched me all the same. So it definitely hurt when I read of her passing, but I saw a tweet that encapsulated exactly how I felt about her passing and how honestly I feel about most people's passings, specifically when they reach a certain age, like Tyson had. The tweet from at BK on Twitter says, I am not upset. I will not diminish her legacy to, oh my gosh, 2021, why? She lived a long, beautiful life as a queen. We made sure to give her her roses. We loved every ounce of her, and even up until the very end, she gave us her all. I wish Cicely Tyson a peaceful home going. And I couldn't have said it better myself. With that being said, this week's quote comes from Cicely Tyson, and it goes, Age is just a number. Life and aging are the greatest gifts that we could possibly ever have. I repeat, age is just a number. Life and aging are the greatest gifts that we could possibly ever have. Peaceful may you rest, Cicely Tyson. And just like that, we're at the end of another episode of Thoughts Aloud with me, your grateful host, Kofi. I thought I'd just ease ourselves back into it since um, this is the first episode back. You know, not too long, not too short, just something in the middle, right? (laughs) A few things before we go. So in looking at my podcast statistics, you know, I noticed I have a few international listeners. I see people are listening from Russia, Greece, and Italy. And I see you, and I appreciate you, and I want to know more. I want to know how you found me and my little old podcast that could, what you think about it, and more. So please reach out. Also, now, um, on the last episode before break, <laughs> the Christmas holiday episode, I asked for my holiday gift to be written reviews from you all telling me what you thought about the podcast, good or bad. And I guess I was a bad boy last year because Santa did not come. <laughs> but it's okay. It's a new year. We can start off fresh, right? If you liked what you heard today, or just like me in general as a person, feel free to write a written review and share your thoughts. You can also reach me at Thoughts Aloud Podcast with an S at gmail.com or all my socials listed below. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad to be back. And until next time, be well. Be well.